0: You're listening to Beat Autoimmune and Thrive, the podcast all about reversing and preventing autoimmune conditions so you can live your most vibrant life as soon as possible. We talk about autoimmune root causes, actionable solutions, and inspirational healing stories. I'm Palmer Kippola and I used to have MS. Today, I'm an author, a speaker, a functional medicine certified health coach, a pickleball player and nature lover who's helped thousands of people reclaim their health and their best lives. Let's dive into this episode. I am so excited to be here today with the first lady of nutrition herself, Anne-Louise Gittleman. And if you haven't heard of Anne-Louise, I don't know where you've been, but you are in for a treat. Anne-Louise is a nutritional visionary and health pioneer. She has fearlessly stood on the front lines of diet and detox, the environment, women's health for decades, and now she's a pioneer in longevity too. She's always ahead of the curve and she busts prevailing myths about the underlying causes of so many issues like weight gain, weight loss resistance, thyroid dysfunction, gallbladder disease, and autoimmunity, which we are going to get into today. She uses cutting edge science to connect the dots in a completely new way. She's a New York Times bestselling author of, I think I have this right, 37 books. Is that right? Yes, but who's counting, my dear Palmer? Who is counting? And she's been recognized as one of the top 10 nutritionists in the country by Self Magazine. She holds a master's degree or master's of science in nutrition education from Columbia University, the title of certified nutrition specialist from the American College of Nutrition and a PhD in holistic nutrition. So aside from all the well-deserved public acclaim, Anne Louise is a magnificent human being. She has been a shero of mine since I read, Guess Who Came to Dinner? I don't know when, but many years ago. I'm honored to have been on her own podcast recently and now to have the chance to swap seats with her. Welcome, Anne Louise. Thank you so much, Palmer. You're such a sweetheart. Oh, well, it is just an absolute pleasure to be with you today. And let's just level set that the majority of my audience, the readers and followers are very, very similar to yours. They are mostly women in peri and menopause, and they're dealing with autoimmune conditions like MS, RA, Hashimoto's, Lupus, Sjogren's, IBS, the list goes on and on Mm. and on, maybe 150. And the constellation of other issues like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and blood sugar imbalances, brain fog, And so many things that you've been talking about the root causes to and the solutions for, for decades. So I'm just thrilled that you're here because it's really not a moment too soon. We are in an autoimmune epidemic and I'm delighted to talk with you about both the root causes and the solutions for many of which center, center around healing and sealing our guts So let's dig right into it. I really would love your thoughts on what do you think the biggest issues, the top drivers that you're seeing for these autoimmune problems and gut imbalances? Well, that's quite a leading question, my dear. Um, What I'm going
1: to say is, number one, there's a real yeast fungus among us in, in in the gut these days, and it's still the old candida albicans. Every time I look under the microscope, when I get an autoimmune patient that comes into my office, I have a special microscope where I can look and see what's going on in the blood. I consistently see no matter what the issue is, whether it's RA, whether it's MS, whether it's Crohn's, whether it's Lyme, there is an overgrowth of yeast. So I would say yeast is a primary driver.
0: Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. And in my practice, I I can't think of somebody that I have seen that did not have a yeast problem. And where there's yeast, there's typically other things as well. And- It's the tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg.
1: But but, but we're wanting to reduce the toxic load. I think you talk about a toxic bucket and I really love that analogy. You've got to start reducing the toxic load. Yes. Yeast is one of them. The second one is my favorite from guess what came to dinner and that would be parasites. I'm seeing threadworms. I'm seeing blastocystis. I'm seeing toxoplasmosis. So you have to do consistently parasite cleansing because of all of the autoimmune challenges parasites are the most autoimmune suppressive agent known to man. So they're really affecting the Mm. immune system. And you've got to do consistent cleansing because they like to spring back to life when you're under stress, when you're under EMF assault, as we are in this day and time. And when you're eating out or eating a lot of sushi or even raw salads. So you're constantly being reinfected. So doing that consistently, I think, is number two. And number three has to be reduction of EMFs and toxic exposure. And that's why right now I'm wearing my Shungite necklace. I'm wearing my Harmony pendant and I'm wearing a special although it didn't didn't come on today i'm wearing a special LifeWave LifeWave x39 energy patch to protect my biofield from all of the assaults that are coming from the environment I, so i, I would love say it. so it's the emf connection which makes mold more prevalent it's yes. parasites which are so immune suppressive and it's definitely that old fungus among us that was so big in the 1980s it hasn't left us palmer it's still alive and well in our guts
0: it is. It's absolutely alive and well. And you've hit on so many and they they tend to go together. The the yeast mold and parasites, it's like a the bad amigos. They always seem to go together. I the find the three. mycotoxins, the big three that that go together. And then they're amplified, as you just beautifully said, by the EMF exposure.
1: Unfortunately, so- they're all amplified. And I think that the EMFs are the tipping point. I'm not so sure that I think it's an underlying driver, and I love the way you say driver, but I think it's a tipping point, which makes all these things more prevalent and yeah. makes everything spring to life. So it's a, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a daily, how should we say this? is It's a daily challenge to live in 21st century America. Staying young and healthy in an increasingly toxic world becomes a challenge and an
0: opportunity to shine. Absolutely. So let's talk about how people might know. Do they have to get tested for these things or are there symptoms that might indicate that they've got a yeast overgrowth or parasites. I think a lot of people tend to think that parasites are still a third world problem. They don't understand that this is something that any one of us have at any given time. There are more than a hundred different types of parasites, but when our guts get so imbalanced, they're opportunistic and they tend to take over and take over and they're really hard to get rid of. And they're really hard to find on a stool test. They're impossible to find on a stool test. Every single lab in this
1: country will miss them because there are 130 parasites. Mm. Labs typically test palmer for only 10. And they love to hide in the lumen of the intestines. They hide. They're covered by a window pane of mucus. So it's very hard to release them unless you do a purge stool sample. And They don't allow the purging tests anymore. So, doing a random stool sample will never find the little critters. So, I think systemically, what we can see is individuals that have a reduced ability to fight off disease of any type may have a parasitic involvement. High eosinophil count that you can't address any other way can oftentimes be parasitic. Allergies, parasitic. Um, not being able to sleep at night can be parasitic. Neurological issues are oftentimes parasitic because when you do an EEG on somebody that has parasites, it looks as if they have a brain tumor. So there's Mm. a major neurological issue. The kids that are running around with pandas and PAMs and ADD and ADHD oftentimes Mm. have pinworms. So they are alive and well. And if you don't detoxify and deworm, you're not you're you're absolutely missing yeah. the the health boat as yeah. I like to say
0: you're absolutely right I see hair loss I see infertility both as you know signs or symptoms that maybe you need to think about parasites and wouldn't you say
1: and you've got to clean your animals because and people don't like it when I tell them that I mean I think animals are very loving and very healing there's no question but they're also. Purveyors of the parasites. So a lot of times they can pass along their little parasites to us, particularly the toxoplasmosis with cats and particularly Giardia with little puppy dogs and even little roundworms. Mm. So you got to be very diligent in making sure that they're cleaned up and cleaned out as frequently as we are and do a systemic parasite cleanse. I used to say twice a year, Palmer, I'm saying four times a year, do it seasonally. Okay.
0: Okay. I love that. Four times
1: a year, clean out and deworm. If the country was dewormed, we'd be in a much better position.
0: (laughs) I I love it. I, I do think that animals are often in better shape because when you take your animal to the vet, the first thing they say is, what are you feeding your animal? Right. Which they they never ask us at the doctor's office. And the second thing is they will do some sort of parasite or deworming. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And do you know that there's now a dog dewormer that they're using for cancer? Is that right? Unbelievable. I was able to interview a fellow on my podcast. Joe Tibbins is his name. He's an Oklahoma businessman that had he had a very toxic, as, as I'm recalling, he had a, um, I think it was a four-stage small cell lung cancer, mm. and he was able to detoxify himself by using fenbendazole, which is a dewormer that you can get over the internet. So I'm going to tell you something. These worms create all kinds of diseases, and I think they're part and parcel of any kind of cancer diagnosis as well. Whether they're they're the the trigger, I don't know, but I know that they're very opportunistic.
0: Yeah. Well, I think going back to the concept, the metaphor of the toxin bucket, the problem is, you know, we've got these buckets and we're supposed to be able to excrete things out the bottom, right? With livers and gallbladder and our whole digestive system. But we're on overload. We're on overload. So we have to do whatever we can. And I always talk about, you know, the first half of our life, we're filling the bucket and the second half, we're taking stuff out, right? Yes. We've got to be proactive with it. Exactly. And I and I like to say something that's very aligned with
1: what you just said, and that is for the first 60 years, we try to accumulate wealth, after which we use up our wealth to try and recapture our lost health. So it's the same issue. And, and being at that age and stage of life, I can tell you that it's absolutely true. And you have to detoxify because we're living, as I say, in an increasingly toxic world and the toxins are coming at us full boat. I mean, we've got the chemtrails now, we've got the glyphosate that we never had, EMFs and the 5G. So whatever you can do to make yourself keeping your head above water is something
0: that I truly support. And you've got to work on a body, mind and spirit. Oh, perfectly, perfectly said. And, and another time I want to have you back and drill more into toxins because we could talk about so many things and I'd like to keep focused on the gut a little bit because of this trio, the yeast is so huge. Are you seeing this everywhere? I mean, how would somebody know that they have a yeast problem and what can they do?
1: Well, it affects the sinuses, number one. A lot of times when people have chronic sinusitis, they think it's bacterial. It's usually fungal or yeast, according to the Mayo Clinic. So this isn't just me. This is well-known, documented scientific verification. Yes problems with the ears, the nose, the sinuses, the throat, problems with the vaginal tract, problems with bloating, is the systemic yeast, fungus. I think it is so comprehensive that you have to be on an anti-yeast program, an anti-fungal diet for many, many moons. And it's something that I do daily. I do not take a lot of dairy foods because I find that it really makes me very yeasty. I will not take any grains, no grains at all. I'm on a completely grain-free diet because the mold spores that can be in the grains when they store the grains promote a lot of these mycotoxins. So we want good carbohydrates. I'm not carbohydrate-free. I'm not a total believer in the ketogenic diet, but you want the good carbohydrates that are grain-free and free of the mycotoxins. That's very important. And moderate sugar, low fruit, and then I think you're in good shape with the right kind of essential fats that keeps the yeast from
0: proliferating and multiplying. Yeah, that's great. Well, you touched on fats and fats are so important because the toxins that we get into our system, they're lipophilic, right? They love the fat cells. And so the belly fat, right? Isn't that filled with toxins? toxins. And don't you need fat to get it out? you need fat
1: attracts fat yes indeed and the best fat to get the toxins out is hemp seed oil because it's anti-radiation and hemp seed oil is a good omega-6 the omega-6s when they're unaltered and unheated are very protective for the cellular membrane and very good for the mitochondria so i say bring on the good omega-6s you want macadamia nuts the best nut is macadamia nuts because it's not loaded with polyunsaturated fatty acids like almonds. I'm a big believer in not using almond flour, but using chestnut flour. That's my biggest. I just discovered chestnut flour. I used to love tiger nut flour. Goodbye, tiger nut flour. Chestnut flour (laughs) flour is absolutely delicious. It's a little spendy, but for
0: those of us on gluten-free, grain-free diets, it's perfecto. Oh, I love it. You always have this cutting edge information. I mean, you are you must immerse yourself in the science to really, really get the gold. I don't, I don't
1: I don't at all. I immerse myself in my sixth sense, being so sensitive, being mm. a canary. I've had to figure it off. It's all enlightened self-interest that I yes. have to
0: learn for myself that I then want to spread to the world. I use that term a lot because it's the same with me. And I think the reason we have these things, like I used to have MS, is so that I can help other people. And yes, but, but it's not you don't just overcome something and you're done. I mean, we want to be lifelong learners so that we can continuously learn how to age gracefully and, you know, without these ailments that are so common.
1: Absolutely. And what we want to do is keep ourselves from being vulnerable to all the aging yeah. diseases and the autoimmune conditions that are part and parcel of all the toxins. So it becomes a lifelong journey, shall we say, into, yeah. into expanding our health span. That's the whole purpose of my new book, Radical Longevity. I want to expand and preserve your health span, not extend the period of debilitation.
0: I love it. I love it. So first, let's get people out of the autoimmune conundrum, because I feel like they're kind of below baseline. So we need to get people back to baseline or feel empowered that they can get back to baseline so that then they can optimize their health for the long haul, right? I mean, that is the holy
1: grail. Absolutely. So it's being on a mold-free, yeast-free diet pretty much day in and day out. And that's, I think that's very, very important. You know, I'll cheat once in a while, but my body will remind me that cheating is not up in my best interest. I had some, I had some organic steel cut oats the other day and voila, Stuffiness, the sinusitis came back, my my throat wasn't as strong, and I'm doing videos and podcasts five times a day. It was not in my best interest to eat that. So being grain-free is important. And finding the proper substitutes, which you can with the chestnut flour, the tiger nut flour, yams, and, and even a little sweet potato even some squash. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. You're not in deprivation. That's number one. I use a homeopathic number two for yeast. I use something called YC cleanse. I developed it for myself years ago. I use it twice a day, every single day that keeps things at, at, at bay. And then number three, I eat a ton of garlic. Palmer, I put garlic on everything. I put garlic on garlic on garlic. So we have granulated garlic, garlic powder, and the real stuff in the house. Garlic, thyme, and rosemary, the three most antifungal herbs
0: that I know of. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And with a lot of clients that I see for mold and mycotoxins, we use nasal sprays. And we add essential oils like thyme and rosemary to those in like the second month, because those beautiful essential oils are very toxic to mold. Which one,
1: which one do you use? I have just discovered one that has changed my life. And I wish I think it's called Physician Standard. I'll have to give you the name after the podcast.
0: But it's so got it. You're got talking about the nasal tw- spray? Yes. The first one is something that you want with grapefruit seed extract, which is actually a biofilm buster. So X-Lear, I don't even know how to say it, clear. Oh, X-Lear. Yes. It's an excellent one. Yes. So that's the first one. And then an hour later you use a, I'm not even sure quite how to say it, but it's a ACS, which is an extra strength colloidal silver spray particle silver that gets in there and kills those moldies, the mycotoxins that tend to lodge in our sinuses and cause so much problem. So I've had a number of people get better, but they have to do those nasal sprays for six months. religiously. Consistently.
1: I'd have yeah. to do it for a couple of years. You know, I used to, stu- <laughs> I used to study in a moldy basement. I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut. I don't know if I've ever told you that. No. And back East, I used to go down to the basement I used to put on a special heater. Eventually, when we sold the house 30 years afterwards, we found black mold in the in the uh, walls. So I became addicted to that moldy (sighs) fungusy smell back in Connecticut. Absolutely. So uh, so I was exposed at a very young age and I would be I'd be using that daily, but that's so very, very helpful.
0: Yeah, and people who are actually attracted to those musty smells—if you like to go into those old bookshops and yeah, you know me. the antique shops and so forth—you're drawn to that. You might be a moldy, which means you know there. There's I'm an oldie, kind of but I'm a moldy, not but goody. I'm moldy, yeah, but goody. <laughs> You're fantastic. So, so that's great. Let's talk about our digestive system, some very important organs that are super essential for removing these toxicants like the liver and the gallbladder. And I can't tell you how many people who think they've got an acid problem because they're feeling that stomach acid and they start getting on the acid blockers and so forth. Can you tell us what's really going on there and what people need to do? Well, there are a couple of things that are going on. One thing that
1: I feel that's going on is really the um, muscular skeletal connection. And a lot of people that are hunched over their desks and are working on computers Mm. or or uh, even in their cars a lot, and they're doing a lot of driving, a lot of times that's a hiatal hernia issue. And we see that 94% of everybody that has GERD or some sort of heartburn issue really has a stomach that's popped up past their diaphragm so you it's it's you've got to deal with that that aspect i know because i had it that's why i know about these things so you've got to go to a do or a pt that knows how to pull down a hiatal hernia okay. and that's and that'll help things immensely but in the in the interim you've got to really heal the acidic uh problem that may may be evidenced in the the esophagus because of all the splashing of the hcl so that takes pine nut oil one teaspoon three times a day and then you've got to reinstate your acidity which is the hydrochloric acid because many because oftentimes as well when you think you're too acidic you don't have enough acid right so i actually did the string test where they actually put a radio transmitter down your throat Hardest thing I've ever done, and I have no wow. hydrochloric acid. I'm so, I'm so like hyperactive that I've really suppressed my HCL. So I take a digestive enzyme daily with HCL. I take bile acids because I think it's very important. Without HCL, you cannot, the but the bile cannot be released from the gallbladder. So I take both of those on a daily basis because bile is exceedingly important. It's kind of a stopgap and a um, how shall we say, like it's the waste center of all the toxins in the system people forget about that they know that the liver has two detox pathways but they forget that bile is a really detoxification method that the liver has as well so we've got to make sure the bile is flowing that it's thin that it's decongested and that's where bile salts or choline comes into play so i've written about that in a previous book and talk about it a little bit in radical longevity hcl and bile salts on
0: a daily basis I love it. I love it. And so many people that don't have a gallbladder must be taking those bile salts. Must, must, must. And if must. you have
1: a fatty liver, five hundred milligrams of choline three times a day will see it go away in about six weeks.
0: I love it. You are just a wealth and a treasure of information. It's fantastic. Well, it's
1: practical, actionable information that I yeah and it's it's based on my own research. It's based on science. It's based on evidence-based nutrition. And the point being is that it works. I've been in the field for 40 years. I've kind of seen it all. I've seen it come. I've seen it go. I've seen it stay. And being so sensitive myself, I know it really works for those of us that
0: are little canaries. So what can people drink and eat to help build their bile, help decongest, or just love our livers? How can we be more kind to our livers? Remember that
1: Bitter. Bitter will be your new mantra. Bitter is better. So you want really bitter foods at every meal and snack if possible. I live on horseradish. I put it in my salad dressings. I love watercress. I love arugula. And if you can tolerate grapefruit and you're not taking medication, it's an excellent bitter fruit. And some of the bitter... The pink one, very, very high in vitamin C and bioflavonoids and polyphenols. So you want to do that and you want to do some of the bitter herbs and the best bitter herb in that regard is oregano and ginger
0: oh that's fantastic and this is this is detox this is daily detoxification for life this is not a fad diet this is not it, what you're about not, you are not, uh, no
1: I'm well because I'm a sensitive so I have right. to do these things it's like right. I have to walk the walk and talk the talk or I shouldn't be writing thirty seven books so the point being is that this is daily and actionable this is a way of life it's not a seasonal event it's that's a daily right. detox
0: that's right I love it and you've got a fantastic bile product can you tell us what the bile product is that you sell
1: it is the most amazing product because it sells itself one person uses it and they tell their friends it's called bile builder and bile builder from unikeyhealth.com Health.com is very helpful if you have a fatty liver because it'll heal a fatty liver. I mean, it's not just me, just read all the testimonials. It's good if you don't have a gallbladder or if your fat metabolism is lacking and you're very metallic after you eat a fatty meal. So it's good for a lower metabolism, a slow metabolism, good if you don't have a gallbladder and good for just plain detoxification, especially now that it's spring, it's the season of the liver and the gallbladder. If you find you get angry and and embittered, you need a little help in your liver. You need a little detox. You need a little love.
0: I love that. Uh, we often recommend that clients take um, a tincture of gentian root because you really want to taste that bitter taste 10 to 15 minutes before eating to really excellent. stimulate I, I love those bitters. So that's excellent information. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm getting... Um, fact checked by Anne Louise herself. So that is fantastic. I, I love it. I love. it. Oh, no, knowing- no,
1: no. You're right. You're you're I, I mean, I told you this off camera. You're right. You're right in line with everything that I write about everything that I when I read your book, I said to myself, who is this individual? Mm. She is so bright. She's so on track. She's so with all the correct information. It really was heartwarming to see somebody that actually did the research and didn't just rehash what everybody else is oh. writing about. So I salute you.
0: Oh, well, salute right back at you. I am truly on your team, as I told you. I mean, the amount of information that is, it's, it's common sense, but it's not in common practice. And I think that is, it's just such a gift that you have the courage to go against the grain, so to speak, of what everybody else is parroting, that you actually tell it like it is, share the science and show what's working again and again. I love that. So thank you. I'm a New Englander.
1: I'm a New Englander who's relocated on the West. So I have a spirit of kind of a West Coast person, but I'm a New Englander. No nonsense, shoot from the hip. This is the way it is. And I've been proven right so many times because it is common sense. And I and I look and I see what's going on with my patients. And I used to work with them morning, noon, and night years and years ago. And so I see patterns of health and those patterns of health haven't changed. They've just gotten more debilitated as the years go by.
0: Yeah. So infections we've talked about, toxins we've talked about that harm the gut, like the EMFs, like the mold and mycotoxins. Are there anything else that you really want to call people's attention to that is harming our guts that we need to just make sure that we remove? Is there anything else that comes to mind? Uh, I'm thinking of a lot, there's a lot of medication and antibiotics that people are still taking. I think a lot of people know to minimize medication whenever possible. And sometimes you can't help
1: it. Sometimes an antibiotic is necessary. And I never I never shame people for taking medications, but the least amount you can take, the better. But I do believe that a low level probiotic is the healthiest. You know, I worked for years for Dr. O'Hara's probiotic 12 plus. Wow. I actually was the person that brought it to market. I was their spokesperson for about 10 years. And I, I met with Dr. O'Hira, and he really believed as a microbiologist that you shouldn't have more than 10 billion CFUs per time when you take a probiotic, that it was an assault on the immune system. So when it comes to probiotics,
0: I truly believe that less, maybe more just staggered mm-hmm. throughout the day. Oh, that's fascinating. I find with people with autoimmune issues... They often can't tolerate probiotics yet. Maybe they have histamine issues or other things going on in the got- I don't and I don't disagree. I agree with you a hundred
1: percent. Yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe, what do you feel about soil-based probiotics? Do
1: I think in uh, with it, where they work very well for some people. I take one on a daily basis. And some people, they could be a little too strong. They either work very well or they don't. Got I think it. less is more. So I would take maybe one capsule rather than two or three a day and see how your body adjusts yeah. to it. But I'm yeah. a big believer in all the above. It yes. just has to be geared... And customized to your own individual biology. And we're not created equal
0: when it comes to our biological unique needs. That's right. That's right. I don't know that many people know that stress can be one of the biggest harmful perpetrators on our guts. Excess stress creates a leaky gut. And yes. so having a practice every day to bring ourselves down. It's not just the physical stuff that we need to attend to, right? It's also the mental and emotional that we just need to take good care of ourselves and find a way to connect with people and to bring ourselves yes, down. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Right. To alleviate the stress. And the more stressed you are, the more you supplant and suppress hydrochloric acid. And and we used to say years ago that anybody over the age of 40 lost half their hydrochloric acid. Now it's over the age of 20 because Is of the stress. Right? Yeah, and that comes from Dr. Jonathan Wright, who is my physician oh, for many, many years,
0: and, and who
1: used to test hydrochloric acid with that little string test. So we know from what we,
0: from what we speak. Right. So do you recommend that everybody over 20 try? If if How do you know that you ought to take HCL as an example? What, what would be the indications that, that would lead you to believe that you should try this? If
1: you're bloating after a meal, if there's tremendous amount of gas, if you're not eliminating the way that you should in terms of a bowel movement then i would try a little hydrochloric acid and the more and the more that you start to get a little warm and more that you burn you just start to just dial it back a little bit but i think everybody needs a little hcl at
0: least 500 mgs with a little pepsin per meal I love that. You just are such a wealth of information. So we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about building bile. You've got the bile builder that people can look at. If they think they have candida, and I want to say that if you they have an autoimmune condition, have candida. you have candida. There's just of no candida. doubt about it. And, and I think one of the reasons that people don't fully heal is that they don't do things for a long enough period of time. Agreed. Like they may get on a good program. They may start the bio builder. They may start the YC cleanse, but they just take it for a month and they think they're done.
1: I take these every day. Because I like any anybody else that may be watching this understands that you know you're you're on a program, you get tired, you slip up, life gets in the way, and so on and so forth. But you have to
0: get right back on course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this is just fantastic. One last thing that I want to ask you about is, are you seeing an increase in SIBO? Is that something that comes to your attention much?
1: Yes, I see a lot of it. and I think much of it is a lack of HCL number one, parasites number two. And probably number three is just not being hygienic enough with food. A lot of people eat out and you never know who's making the food and whether mm-hmm. they're washing things properly and so forth. So I think that it is epidemic. And then I see a lot of uh, intestinal obstruction, which is actually
0: adhesions, and mm-hmm. internal scars. Okay. So when you say you see this, that people are coming to you and presenting with symptoms and you say, I think you have internal adhesions or how, how would one know?
1: One would know if one has done everything else right in terms of the HCL has been taking some of the the antibiotics that are particularly good for SIBO and still have issues. So you've done everything right on the medicinal front. That's when you have to go to somebody that can check you for adhesions. There's a a, um, clinic that I work with down in Florida called the Safe Passages, Inc., And I've gone there myself to get rid of intestinal adhesions and I've gone there to get rid of intestinal adhesion beyond intestinal adhesions I've had issues with the shoulder and a a jaw issue because I had a concussion years ago, Mm. these people can feel with their fingers what is going on and they have made women pregnant that are infertile. They've opened up all kinds of tubes in the body and their fingers do the walking so to speak because a lot of times intestinal obstructions which can be life-threatening are actually adhesions caused by previous surgeries or accidents or infections so you got to do this this is like a body mind and spirit you got to work
0: from the outside in and the inside out I just think that's, that's so beautifully said. And I was just going to underscore the fact that you talk about things. It's not just the physical, it's the physical, the emotional, the mental, the whole thing. It's mind, body, spirit. You can't separate them out. So I am so grateful to you. And I know we've covered a ton here. Is there anything in particular that you'd like to share? Because you've got this new book. I can't wait for it to come out. Would you like to talk a little bit about radical longevity Well, I cover a lot of the issues that you cover in your wonderful book, Beat Autoimmune.
1: So this is just raising the bar a little bit and talking about enhancing your longevity to to be more resilient, to be more vital, to be more rejuvenating, restorative in in health. And this is taking a a kind of toll or taking a... um, how shall we say, the assessment on all the toxicities that are in the system. It's like an accumulation of a lifetime of toxicities and deficiencies that you have to address one by one if you want to be older and live longer, live stronger, live more fit, and live into the age of what I call 120 so oh, this is I just an it. it's just an it's just an it's just t- taking it to the longevity aspect and and i'll tell you something I, I was so happy when i read your book because i thought to myself this is a pre preamble to radical longevity because i agree with <laughs> everything you said i'm talking <laughs> oh, about this no I, I did feel <laughs> that way you're extending your youth span and
0: you're extending your health span I just love it. I just, I told you I'm on your team. So people can go to RadicalLongevityBook.com and you've got some free bonuses if they pre-order the book, right? We have three
1: bonuses and I have them here. Life-saving at-home assessments to turn back the clock. There's about 30 pages here. I've got another one called Hidden Health Dental Infections because I love the dental infection connection, whether it's cavitations, root canal teeth, which have all these our anaerobic bacteria and the biological versus chronological age test. People are going to love it.
0: That's fantastic. I have read the first chapter and I wish I had written that. It's just, I can't wait to read. The you whole could thing. have written it. You actually could have written it. <laughs> you just honor me. I'm so appreciative. I, I just, I want to tell you, I feel like you are again on the front lines, challenging conventional thinking you're doing whatever you can to expand our youth span now, right? Is that the, pre- is that the Preserve our youth span. That's what we need to do. Yes, indeed. Preserve our youth span. And it's all about becoming resilient so that we can fight off whatever infections might opportunistically be trying to take root and take hold inside our guts. We can We can address so many of these health challenges when we just remove, like unburden our immune systems and these parasites that you talk about and the yeast and the mold and mycotoxins and EMFs. And EMFs.
1: That's exactly what we have to do. But you have to be vigilant, eternal
0: vigilant. Eternal vigilance. And it does take dedication and commitment because oftentimes if people do not feel these health challenges you know, I kind of view these health challenges as gifts, right? Because when you feel symptoms, it's messages
1: from your body. That something is not right, and you have to take action. I I don't disagree with you at all. I totally agree with you 100%, Palmer.
0: Oh, Anne Louise, this is such a pleasure. Thank you for helping us just maintain and achieve this vitality and this grace as we preserve our youth span. I- I'm just so grateful to you. Thank you for all your wisdom, sharing it with the world. Till 120. Till 120. (laughs) Let's drink to that until 120. To To 120. Oh my goodness. I'm thrilled to have you. Can't wait to talk with you again and wish you all the best with your wonderful book tour. Thank you so much. Mm. All right. So bye-bye for now and look forward to the next time. You bet. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends and family. And if you feel inspired, please leave a quick review so other people can find it too. Now, if you want to beat autoimmune and thrive, make sure you sign up for my free video training at freeautoimmunetraining.com. That's freeautoimmunetraining.com and watch the first video right away. Take good care. Bye for now.